Welcome to day 53 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Leviticus chapter 26 to 27, with a focus on Leviticus chapter 26, verses 23 to 25. And if by this discipline you are not turned to me, but walk contrary to me, then I will also walk contrary to you, and I myself will strike you sevenfold for your sins. And I will bring a sword upon you that shall execute vengeance for the covenant. And if you gather within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. This seems like a peculiar verse to focus on. But as we're nearing the end of Leviticus, um, chapter 27 particularly deals with the great and amazing blessings that will come for the people of God if They follow his statutes, many of which, as we've been talking about Leviticus, are meant for the people's own good in ways that they couldn't understand, whether it be uh, making sure that their genetics don't get messed up by incestuous relationships or that as a nomadic dwelling people, that their dietary intake isn't going to cause food poisoning to, to the communal living and diseases. Like A lot of these laws had to do with the health and wholeness of the people physically, but then the other statues had to do with the spirit of the people, the inner workings, the heart, the mind, the soul of how they work with one another, but also how they work in relationship with God. And so the beginning of chapter 26 is full of blessings. It's full of these amazing promises beyond measure, Uh, you know, great crops, uh, peaceful days, prosperity, uh, lots of children, just really wonderful promises. And the flip side, though, is that if these people are to walk out of covenant, then all of that is removed, the protection, the prosperity. And sometimes when people are reading the Bible, they'll they'll go to verses like this, uh, you know, chapter 26, 23 to 25, and and, and really the second half of chapter 26, and say, see, God is just an angry, vengeful God who just wants to beat us when we're down. And when you're looking at those verses by themselves, outside of context, it is very easy to see how people can draw this conclusion. But sometimes we go looking for the conclusion we want to have in Scripture, and that's not right nor fair of us, because the verse that I've referenced sounds pretty harsh, but when you look at it in context, what you're seeing is God saying, if you'll follow me, I will give you more than you could ever hope for, but if you don't, I'm not going to withhold. Um the wrath that will be inflicted on you. And, and and some of it is just, I'll just stop protecting your prosperity. And the funny thing is, is, is while you're reading the full chapter, and I recommend that you do, it's, it's a good chapter for reflection and understanding the importance of our relationship and covenant that we walk in with God and the fact that we have an onus to this relationship is... The second half of 26 is a means of bringing Israel as a nation to its senses, going, remember to turn back to me. Because he says, if this discipline doesn't change things, then it'll just get worse. And the fact of the matter is, as anyone who has kids knows that when you punish them, it's not always because you're angry. I mean, sometimes it might be. Sometimes it might be that you're disappointed. But ultimately, it's because you want them to learn from the behavior that's going to be detrimental in the long run. And this is God saying, you don't understand just how destructive and wicked and awful the things 
uh, will become if you if you turn away from my ways. And some of it you might read and go, well, that's because God makes it wicked and awful. No. Some of it is punishment from God, and some of it is what we've called natural consequences. The downside to living in our own way is that we will face consequences that can be quite harsh. And the reality is, is walking God's way, while not always easier, is better. Because we walk in wisdom and we see freedom and we see growth in relationships, truth might not always be easy, but when we live in truth and love, what we have is genuine relationships where people can trust us and we can trust others. When we live not being bound by our pocketbooks, what we find is a freedom away from the worries and burdens of finances and a stewardship that helps us find freedom and purpose in what we do and what we earn and what we spend. When we look to God and, and seek to live right uh, in what we say and how we talk, what we find is, and we're finding out more and more, that our brains are more receptive to positive as we speak more positive, and if we get too negative, then our brains become stuck in negative. And, and, and all this chapter that I'm seeing is revealing is when we live in God's ways, we reap the benefits of living in God's ways. And, and some of it is his divine blessing, and some of it is just living in his ways will yield healthier relationships and healthier things. And the contrast is, is when we don't, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as wholesome and as uplifting. And so we need to understand God's word in his context. And this is a perfect verse for context because you need to read both. And you need to understand the heart of God is for us as people. It's for our blessing. It's for our good. And it's for community. Leviticus is big about community. If you read Leviticus, and we're ending it today, we're moving to numbers tomorrow. Community is a central focus. Community with God and community with each other. So let's be intentional. Let's walk in his ways. Let's lift one another up. Let's care. Let's be in community with God and with each other. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight, and until then, be blessed.